Slava Ukraina, glory to Ukraine, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Diplomats. Of course, I'm your host, Terrell Starr. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, and I do hope you are following me on Twitter at Terrell J. Starr, I've been in Ukraine covering the war and appearing on MSNBC, the Black News Channel, CNN, and other outlets since the outbreak of Putin's war against Ukraine. I've dodged Russian airstrikes, seen people killed before my very eyes, and helped Ukrainian refugees flee the country uh, over the past two weeks. War as hell, y'all, and I hope that none of you will ever see what I've seen. And the thing is, I haven't seen the worst of it. Not even close. It has taken me a few weeks to adjust to living in a war environment, so please forgive me for not updating on a weekly basis, but that's changing now. I'm back and will give you weekly reporting from the ground. Now, this week in particular, I want to introduce you to Irina Klimova, a Ukrainian language and cultural facilitator who works at Novomova, the language school where I am learning Russian and will start taking Ukrainian language classes this summer. She's also a pretty good friend of mine. She has Hodgkin's lymphoma, a type of cancer. Irina was asked to leave the hospital where she was undergoing treatment to make room for people wounded in the war just a few weeks ago. Without any other options, she was forced to leave and hoped for the best. Fortunately, I knew of a Lithuanian organization that is chartering buses from the western city of Lviv to Vilnius. Not only were we able to get Irina on the bus with her mother and five-year-old son, Ivan, we were able to get her access to cancer treatment that is better than what was offered in Ukraine. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get her husband, Alexei, on the bus with her because Ukrainian men between the ages of 18 and 60 aren't allowed to leave because they are expected to stay behind and fight. This episode takes you on Arena's journey from Kiev as a refugee to Vilnius, where she is with her child and mother as she is getting the medical treatment that she needs. Let's start the show. Okay, Irina. Everyone has been following your story because I posted the photos on Twitter and many people know who you are and people have been asking about you. And so now this is the first time people can hear from you and talk with you. Well, listen to you anyway. So just tell us, how are you doing? Actually fine, even perfectly fine. Uh, we are in Vilnius together with the family. So together with my mom and my son Ivan. And uh, we are in a lovely place, uh, very um, well-equipped flat, very modern, very light. Um, the interior is uh, perfectly fine. That is rope, that's like decoration behind me. Um, so um, very good, very good, very nice. Um, extremely uh, kind-hearted people around me. Uh, 
we are strangers here, foreigners, yeah? But in fact, we really do not feel it. Just uh, try to imagine the level. We uh, arrived, came in, and uh, uh, found out the hot borscht is ready for us. <laughs> and Lithuanians don't make borscht, you know? Lithuanians, that's not a, that's not a, a Lithuanian dish. Uh, my mom cried really uh she was moved mm, yeah i'm happy that you were able to safely get to lithuania and get what you need but i want people to know your story your backstory so tell us how you know obviously it's this war that caused you to leave and um we'll talk about that but you know Tell us, you know, you are dealing with a particular type of cancer. And so just tell us about that and how you ended up in a hospital, but then you were asked to leave. Nearly one year ago, I was diagnosed with uh, a specific form of cancer. Uh, it is connected with blood, uh, blood diseases. So, and it is called uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, it's very tricky disease uh, because um, doctor says it uh, treats well, but uh, the, um, the problem here is that this disease could uh, return after your uh, complete recovering. So uh, I finished. 14 hemo courses for this period too many different tests and uh, the result of all all of these was not so happy for us and finally finally when we received um, a little bit of uh, like positive testing that this positive testing allowed us to uh, start preparing for auto transplantation it's also a very um, serious um, uh, how do you say it very serious a very serious thing because um, very heavy uh, very um, difficult for person and uh, very dangerous actually so uh, I was at the hospital uh, already for two days and preparing for this and the war started. My doctor came to the room, the hospital, and just says that you need to go. Where, why? Uh, we are very sorry, I've said, but we can't help you in this situation. Uh, I asked, what do you mean? Uh, I need treatment, vital treatment. And uh, the period is uh, like the window is already closed. I need, I badly need this treatment. Uh, he just uh, again repeated, we're very sorry. <laughs> you know, um, the situation is even comic to some extent because you are angry, you're disappointed, you're nervous, and all this on time you do not know what to do uh, several days we wait 
it with husband and uh, thought that maybe it will stop uh, somehow and uh, I will, would be able to return to the hospital for the treatment. But uh, no, it became only worse. But what, what, did he say something like they needed to make room for people who were wounded during the war or something like that? Yes, yes. Uh, he told that uh, if uh, real war began, then uh, all hospitals, uh, all clinics in Ukraine will be uh, like reorientated and um, take uh, uh, wounded, uh, wounded people. You had to feel horrible by that because... Yes. Yeah. So what did you... So when you left the hospital, what did you plan to do? <laughs> Actually, it's like a hole in your uh, head and uh, it's like a disaster because you don't know what to do. You have... Um, no ways how to cope with this situation because in ukraine there are uh, only uh, three places where i could get this vital treatment only three before the war so that's a good thing good condition and still but when the war began no so no places and uh, doctors do not give you the way out any suggestion that for example if you have uh, time money you for example could go abroad to get this vital treatment just only they say sorry and that's all so it's it's very awful it's very awful for people uh to hear such things yeah and so you know, when we heard about you, me and Andre, we knew that we had to help you. And honestly, you know how we helped you to get to Lithuania? It was through people on Twitter. And I knew some guy, some guy from New Jersey, who's a pharmacist and started a business he contacted me and said, we can help someone get to Lithuania, you know? And so, cause I was thinking, how could I help you? Because you know, before this war, I did not know any of these people. And so I just had this huge audience on Twitter and everyone wanted to help somehow and so we found these guys. So if it wasn't for Twitter, I would not know where these buses were to take you. <laughs> you know, I, have, I would have no idea. And so all we had to, and you know, it was easier to take you to Lviv because you and the family to Lviv because the first family we took, we had to take them to Uzgorod. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and so... Can you just talk about what it's like to be a refugee? You know, did you ever think that you would be having to leave your own country by force because of a Russian war? Well, never. I couldn't imagine 
uh, that I need to leave my home with all things where I um, live, where my whole life is my friends, my relatives, just take things in my backpack and leave. Not because I want to see the world. I need to get the vital treatment and I do not have a choice. I need to do it. It's awful feeling. It's really awful feeling. Uh, when we traveled uh, through here, yes, all those uh, blog posts with many soldiers, with many militaries, uh, we were impressed. Ivan was impressed. He, uh, your child, your son, your son. Yes, yes. He remembers and uh, uh, tells uh, people that uh, here, uh, Granny, for example, that uh, he saw uh, military guys just uh, within the hand, within the door. Yeah. So it, it's awful. It's awful. He's only uh, five years old and. Uh, I could never imagine that my uh, son uh, faced such things. We are lucky that small children, they um, do not realize the whole, um, uh, they do not realize these things as they are. Of course, they see, they feel something, but not so uh, big as we adults. And I'm happy this so tell us what it's like to be a mother and also a wife right because alexei was with us in the back with your mother um what is it like to be a mother who a you have to comfort your son you have to comfort your mother and also you have a husband because we you know he you know ukrainian men they cannot leave the country because they're expected to fight so how is and plus you're dealing with your own uh, illness. How difficult is it to be in a vehicle going to Lviv in the western part of the country? And you know, one, you know, because you know that trip we 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 went to Ternopil and we had to depend on people to help us, right? And so, what is it like? Because that was a long trip. We spent a day and a half traveling. What was it like for you? to know that you had to um your son was scared your mother was scared and you had to leave your husband well uh, it's it's great uncertainty what is going next you do not know what you're waiting for what you will uh find on that side yeah uh, and uh, it's like you cut it into pieces because from one side you need uh, to comfort the son uh, to distract him from uh, from the picture on the window from the window and uh, give him some cartoons say something another side mom to comfort her to say something uh, that she feels uh, less nervous uh, and uh, also to think about yourself because uh, mentally it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to understand to realize what is going on and uh, the only question that uh, you asked uh, yourself it's 
when we are able to return home because we still honestly believe that we will have place to return to with all relatives friends with all your things and uh, i hope that uh, me my family and uh, actually all people who are now refugees at uh, european countries will have such a chance to return home because uh, this is they the biggest desire of all those people. They want to be at peace and they want to be at home. Because there is no place like home. Yes, people uh, here uh, treats, treat you extremely well, really extremely well. I didn't expect such support, such uh, help and such attitude. Uh, and uh, I'm extremely thankful for this. But still, home is your home. Yeah, of course home is your home. And I know I could not imagine what it means to not go back to America. And I was thinking about all of these things when we were taking you and we were taking, I was taking the photos and I looked in the back at everyone. And I was thinking about Alexei because, you know, I honestly tried to see if I could help him to leave. And I really tried. And, you know, it's. So how is he doing? I know it had to be difficult for you and for him to know that you had to be separated. <sighs> We're calling each other several uh, times for a day asking about how things are uh, how he or me uh, is doing and um, and that's all that's all we um, trying to, to support each other in that way that we could and uh, my husband he dreams about that level of treatment of high level uh, that I could get because for him now it's uh, and for my family also it's the most important thing that I get uh, this treatment of uh, such level and uh, this treatment will help me to be alive to stay alive as long as I could. Yeah, I understand. And so how about your mother? What, how, how was she? <sighs> day by day, uh, she's doing better. Uh, she uh, becomes more calm, more confident. Um, and even ask um, the road to the shop. <laughs> so pretty usual things that we do in our life. It's very difficult for elder people to leave everything at home uh, and uh, going nowhere. Uh, she doesn't have any friends here. She doesn't have any relatives. Uh, only me and my son. Try to imagine that I need to be 
in a special um, box uh, for nearly one month, that at least, at least, at least for one month, that to special uh, cleaning system and so on that's connected with the disease, with this procedure, which is I'm going to undertake. And uh, so she needs to be with my son alone in a foreign city, not uh, knowing language. Uh, but here we are lucky <laughs> because in Vilnius, people speak Russian and speak Russian pretty good. So this, um, from this uh, side, I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, she could ask uh, the way how to find something in Russian. Russian. But I, I see, I feel that uh, it's difficult for her. It's extremely difficult for her and if she could have a small chance to stay at home she would do it yeah and tell us about your son oh, go ahead you're gonna say something yeah and um, this small chance was uh, my husband if my husband uh, has the right to cross the border then the mom stay, stays stays in Ukraine and return to Kiev. That the only thing that uh, prevents her from coming back. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's extremely difficult because it's built on your feelings, on your thoughts, and uh, I honestly believe that in time, through through some time, time passed and it will be easier step by step it will be easier i hope so yeah i don't think people so before i, I want to ask you another question but i want to ask you about your son uh ivan he's only five years old and so how is he adjusting to his new environment uh, ivan actually <laughs> is better than everyone here <laughs> People, uh, the locals here brought so many toys for him. Lego, different, uh, different um, things. And uh, uh, he's happy. <laughs> he's happy. Uh, he's playing, watching cartoons. They also bring the TV and um, switch some Russian channels, TV channels, and uh, usual cartoons for, for him. And uh, he is okay. He is okay. He understood that he is not at home. Yes. Uh, but when you when you small, yes, you it's easier. It's easier to overcome. Though we are trying here to, for example, to buy uh, those things uh, when we talk about food, for example, uh, that juice that uh, he usually drinks at home and uh, prepare this food uh, to make him uh, feel more comfortable. Something small pieces connected with your home. Mm. and then it's easier next step will be meeting local children <laughs> language barrier but i still that um, i still believe that um, they will find common uh language it's like you know plain language when children are at the same age so 
so they will find common ground. I hope so. It has to be difficult because you're learning new life skills because you're a refugee and many people don't know what it's like to build your life in your home and then your home is no longer safe for you. So the reason why you're in Lithuania is because Putin decided that he wanted to attack Ukraine. Why? Tell us, what are your views of Putin and just Russia in general? Interesting question. Difficult question. <laughs> mm. I could never imagine before that uh, I and my relatives, my son, uh, would experience war as it is because it's really war it's no military actions no it's really war and when you hear this shelling and bombing all the time it's depressive uh, it's great fear inside inside you and uh, the only thought that you need to save your child somehow but there is no safe place no your home no your neighborhood no um, cities uh, for example like Vinnytsa, Cherkasy or whatever because war is everywhere and um, news, news are awful. Uh, every morning, every morning begins from checking news, from browsing, reading, um, analyzing, because um, there are too many fakes, and you need to understand what is true and uh, what is not. Thanks God we have uh, free access to internet, to all other resources. I uh, can read uh, some English resources to see a different, uh, like a different point of view on what is going on in Ukraine uh, and analyzing all this and uh, have uh, your own opinion. And you know, it's funny when uh, we uh, hear that Putin does not uh, believe and does not uh, accept what is going on and uh, it's military operation perfect perfect uh, people in Ukraine um, so the situation is like this, that um, people in Ukraine are very kind-hearted, open-hearted, open-minded, easygoing. Uh, but now they are so angry. They are so angry with Putin, with Russia. And... Uh, Sometimes people even do not want 
to talk to you in Russian. Uh, here in Vilnius, the situation is um, uh, in the following. They know news, they check in news. Uh, nothing is hidden, so they uh, have the free access to any um, internet, uh, different resources, and they know what is going on. And they uh, pretty well realized that the, this is real war. There is invasion and uh, it's not good. It's not good. They are afraid a little bit that if Ukraine um, uh, if Ukraine do not win, Putin will go wider. So Poland uh, and Litva uh, and Latvia. So they're afraid also. They're also afraid of this. And uh, maybe they uh, also want to help because of this. So this is one of the reasons because they want to help people. Uh, I already uh, know that I'm not alone, uh, like um, not alone refugee here in Vilnius. There are many people, some people from uh, Mariupol. And you know what is the current situation in Mariupol? It's awful. It's awful. Uh, Mariupol is uh, nearly ground because of bombing and shelling and so on. And um, uh, it was um, such situation that, like, realize a uh, supermarket, and uh, some Russian uh, Ukrainian girl from Mariupol, uh, she is doing shopping, and uh, she takes some some um, paper towel, if I'm not mistaken, and behind uh, something drop from the shelf. And she sits immediately on the floor and doing this. People do not understand what she what she's doing, but we understand. She thinks that there's a bomb that is dropping, and so yeah, something simple falls from the to the floor, and then she hits. A lot the floor. of afraid yeah. of all sounds, especially loud sounds. It's here. It's like yeah. it's subconscious. That's why she's doing this. It's awful when you see and understand what is the reason for this. It's awful. Yeah, because I remember those first few nights you hear the explosions and they sound like they're 15 to 20 kilometers away, but you hear them. You also hear the sirens. And so psychologically, it drives you crazy, yeah? Yes, yes, true, true. Um, the positive thing about the war is that the Ukrainians are extremely united, extremely united. United to fight, united to help. 
all Ukraine. Yeah, and so that is what I am seeing throughout the country. Ukrainians are helping each other. You know, when I first came to Ukraine in 2009, I saw a very different country. Even after Maidan, I feel like it changed a lot. And you had a lot of these people who didn't know about NATO. And maybe they said they don't know if this is a bad idea. But now, because of this Russian aggression, everybody wants to be in NATO and everybody wants to join European Union. And so Ukrainian attitudes, I think, have changed towards Russia in a major way. Do you agree with that? Yes, Yes, I do. That's true. That's true. There is no language barrier now, really. And uh, used like Kharkov is Russian-speaking city, but no Kharkov is Ukraine. Is Ukraine uh, the same with Odessa? Uh, Russian-speaking city, but still is Ukraine. And... Uh, it it unites it's unites so we ukraine has one enemy one main enemy that is putin we've had two weeks of this war and you know so many people did not think that ukrainians would survive for so long and fight so bravely what do you feel about your country that it is brave in fighting this big military that is the second most powerful in the world i'm proud to be ukrainian really i'm happy that i live in the country with such people uh, who are so brave who are so strong um, who are so honest to tell their own opinion. And I believe that we will win for sure. We will cope with all these and then step by step rebuild our own country, our cities, our hospitals, uh, plant new parks <laughs> and uh, many foreigners came to um, come to Ukraine and see a wonderful country with kind people, with open people um, and they will return and return to this place. Because really, Ukraine is uh, is unique country with all its fields, uh, seas, sceneries. Uh, but for me personally, the most amazing about this country is people, our nation. Because yeah. people, people make the country. Putin didn't expect that uh, that uh, his army faced 
such such block <laughs> she dreamt i believe uh to call with ukraine in three days but it was only his dream <laughs> today is already 16 days yeah yes yeah, 16, 16 17 yeah so more than more than two weeks of active uh, of military actions because it's really active active uh the russians so uh, they bombing and uh, shelling a uh, block of flats in the nights in any city and uh, we do not have time to rest for example during the day no it's also very dangerous to come out uh, to buy some bread for example of course if you have this bread in uh, nearest shop because many uh, towns they do not have bread they do not have what to eat they do not have uh, electricity water and uh, central heating because of bombing and uh, it's unbelievable how it could be in 21st century i always knew that ukraine's would ukrainians would resist and it just really shows you how little putin knows about ukraine because he talks about we are brothers and that we are one nation but he knows nothing about them and you he says we are brothers but this is how you treat your family you know <laughs> it's crazy after all these events uh everyone in the whole world will know where is and what is the ukraine it's not the part of russia it's the unique independent country with our own history uh with our rich history there was no connection to russia so you know you talk about the many foreigners that come here i met you at nova mova which is the language school where i go to take where i i'm still studying russian and where this summer i will start learning ukrainian was that your in nova mova was that your first experience interacting with americans and other foreigners yes that uh, that was the first place i already um Right for now, Mova, uh, let me think, 12 years, something like that, 12 years, try to imagine. Uh, one place, uh, nearly with the same people, uh, no Mova team, it's the fantastic people, starting from both uh, our bosses, and uh, all the team and of course students who return and return so uh you know at the end of the year we usually at Novomova we uh doing some paperwork um, and uh, there is one question uh what uh, 
is the most um, uh, interesting, what is the most useful in your work for you, for example. And I always, so my answer is the same for 12 years. <laughs> uh, when people return two times, three times per year, it means that we are doing the right thing. So we arrange uh, learning uh, all plays, the team, all courses, uh, even business in this way that uh, people are eager to return and return. Because you won't return if uh, you were treated in a bad way, in a wrong way, in a wrong way, something like that. Usually, people return to that places where it's nice, good feelings, thoughts, and so support. So Novomova is a wonderful place. Sometimes uh, our bosses says that uh, Novomova unites people yeah they worry about me because they uh, know uh, about my difficult situation they help me a lot uh all teachers all staff uh, so students and uh, they um when they learned about uh, that i'm now in Vilnius, uh, so I was contacted by so many people, so many calls and emails <laughs> with one question. Uh, we are glad that you are safe and you have real chance to continue your treatment. Each message was about this. Oh, try to imagine that I, um, three days, I'm uh, writing answers <laughs> to to these emails. Our former students, uh, our teachers, and so on and so on. So people do care. Once you are able to beat this illness, what are you looking forward to the most so you'll be you'll you'll this sickness you'll beat it and everything your health will be fine what are some things that you will be happy that you will be able to do again that you can't do now or don't have now i want to return uh, home i want to return to my job and uh, to do the usual things wake up in the morning drink coffee because uh at the moment i can't i can't smell i can't stand the smell of the coffee because of him and uh i am coffeeholic <laughs> if we could say so so it's difficult for me really um yes usual i want my usual life back because the life is divided before the disease and after yeah yeah so 
Let's talk about Andre because he has been helping so many people and, you know, your boss as well. And he did all of the driving um, for you and also another family. And, you know, he has and really just used all of his energy, you know. Um, and so I know I can't drive here because of the situation here it would be difficult for me. Um, but what do you think about Andre taking his time to, to drive you from Lviv to, to Kiev to Lviv and through all of these checkpoints, because it was very difficult for him to, to do all of that. True. True. Andre is the unique person, really. Uh, we couldn't imagine that, um, no, 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 not couldn't imagine. We could imagine. Uh, when I opened uh, Facebook and saw the picture of Andrew in this military uh, clothing, I was impressed. I shouted to the husband, Hey, Lusha, look, <laughs> here is a day. Uh, he was impressed. Uh, Andre called me asked uh, about uh, my feelings and uh, said quickly gather your things there is unique chance for you to get the treatment quickly quickly <laughs> and uh, we really uh, took everything for half a day Maybe, maybe like this. Uh, the road was pretty difficult, very depressive, uh, partially tough. And uh, I hardly believe how could uh, he stand all this because only he had the driving license yes he the uh the only one driver no one can uh, change him at least for a while for him to has rest to close his eyes from all these uh, lights reds yeah because it, it's too difficult too difficult to drive and uh your car is uh, full of people, full of people, and you are uh, and you um, try to try to find the appropriate word for this because. Uh, you know, when we stop on um, uh, to on the stop, and um, I uh, uh, opened the door, and uh, Ivan <laughs> said, uh, "Mom, look, uh, Dadia uh, brought so many uh, sweets for me. <laughs> it's moving." Uh, Andrei adores children and uh, 
he knows how to treat them and children loves him uh, it uh, uh, talks much it shows much about the person because children never um, never will go and never will be so open to the person who is not so honest who is uh, maybe rude or um, not so kind-hearted so it's not about Andre. Andre is a unique person wonderful person uh, and uh, I'm glad that I know him for so many years and for so many years he's my uh, boss actually you know that <laughs> no more team uh, like we managers we only we inside our community use this um, word boss director uh, in russian начальник <laughs> when we uh, meet uh, groups of students new groups of students every monday uh, and Andre is usually says that I'm not boss. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, just just check things <laughs> to check the business. So uh, we're extremely thankful, and I couldn't find proper words uh, to express to express uh, my feelings. Uh, what uh, Andre and Utero uh, have done for me in very short period of time, <laughs> a very difficult time uh, when really you need to risk your lives to uh, to bring me and my family uh, to that bus, then to push all things to push me my family in this bus yeah it was it was chaos at that bus you know yeah people don't yeah that's the thing yeah because people we made sure that you were signed up right because there are some people who weren't yeah if you're a little bit more shy you won't be ready for this queue for this uh people i could explain yes what is going on but uh, my my brains uh, can't realize, and I even didn't understand how I appeared in <laughs> inside the bus. <laughs> I only saw in the window Andrew is moving his head, and yeah, yeah, I that's the thing. Couldn't, yeah. I even couldn't say a proper bye bye to both of you. <laughs> No, we listen. We wanted the main thing is late. We can say, I'm speaking to you now. We can speak to you all the time. But the main thing was to get you on that bus to know that, you know, I was asking you, did you sign your paperwork? Because I knew that there would be people there who wanted to get on and they didn't sign their paperwork. And the Lithuanians were very orderly and made sure that you signed up. And so that was the main thing that we cared about and that and so it we you got there so you know we all love you very much and we know that you know that there are many people who support you and that's why i wanted 
to interview you for my podcast so people will know how you're doing because so many people, especially in America, my home, are thinking about you and have been ready to help. And so just know that you have a lot of support. Thank you. Thank you. I really feel it, feel it in the distance. And uh, it's uh, it's great feeling. It's really great feeling because you can't buy a real support. Uh, it's people hot. It's people willingness to help you through uh, through desire to help in different ways. Uh, but it's honest. It's going from your heart. Yeah. So. Again, we're very happy to talk to you and we'll always keep up with you. And again, I'm we're so happy that you got to Lithuania and everything is okay with you. And we know that you're going to beat this illness and then you're going to return home. And we know you told me that one thing that you will be happy about is that you will grow your hair again. Oh yes, the most about the most <laughs> yeah. uh, of yeah. course it's 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 nothing, but uh I want to have my hair back, yes. My modern haircut for uh women it's uh it's important. <laughs> yeah, of course. You the have first, all the the first, the first doctor one. appointment actually uh, is agreed already for for Monday. I'm a little bit nervous, um, but I looking forward to it because I want to uh, to see uh, to listen to another professional point of view uh, for my treatment, for tests, and so on. Yeah. I will keep you updated. <laughs> of course. Listen, we're we're friends and we're going to always be there. In fact, I will be in Lithuania this summer. I'm going to the Baltics. I'm going to Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. So I'll see you when I come. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully, Alexei will be able to come with you and that will be figured out, you know, and everybody will be together so yeah it was a pleasure talking to you and we will talk again soon thank you for listening to this week's episode of black diplomats we will update you on arena's health in the upcoming episode if you want to continue supporting my work, please go to my Twitter page, uh, go to the pinned tweet, and support me via Cash Up, PayPal, or Venmo. We are revamping the Patreon page so that it better reflects the mission of the podcast. So stay tuned for that announcement. Also head on over to your favorite podcast platforms and give us a five-star rating, especially on iTunes. Thanks again for listening to today's show and... Talk to you next week.